States, as the world knows, will never start a war. We do not want a war. We do not now expect a war. This generation of Americans, this generation of Americans, has already had enough, more than enough. Well, 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 look who stepped foot in the Awakened Soul yet again. It's the senior race correspondent, as well as the politics correspondent here at the Awakened Soul. Andrew Bello is back, people. What's going on, Andrew? Not too much, man. I'm, uh, yeah, not, not talking. We're back talking about the heavy shit again, which is fine. This is this is the type of stuff that really merits discussion, really. And that's that's <laughs> why we're doing it. And we're doing it here on the Awakened Soul. And, I, and I've given you quite a few nicknames since we... Since we met and become friends and started this whole podcast adventure, um, but I think I'm gonna have to add one. You're you're now Mister Woke. That that's your new nickname. I like it. <laughs> I'll take it. Can I get that in writing? That's. that's... <laughs> I already told you, like it, like you've been verified. Like you got that black fist instead of the blue check mark. <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> it's good to get some laughs out before we do get into the heavy shit. Uh, this yeah. people, this is the Stay Woke segment. You heard, you heard the intro music. You know what this is when you walked into it. We are here to discuss a few things, and we're going to start off with uh, Bello. I don't know if you were surprised by this or not, but Hollywood is pretty debauched, my friend. Hollywood is very debauched, and it's at the point to where I even like have friends that are like, "I'm not going to see Thor. Like, I'm sick of giving these fucking people their my money." And I'm like, "No, not for nothing, but not seeing Thor has nothing to do with it. It's been shot already." Like, but but nonetheless, yeah. There's there's the a lot of weird shit going on in Hollywood, and it seems to be getting more depraved every time I open up my internet browser to look at the news. Um, it started obviously with Weinstein, um, Brett Ratner, um, you know, Kevin Spacey, I'm sure we're going to get into in a minute. And then it's now like, now it's leaked into, uh, Terry Crews as well. Terry Crews was groped by like a Hollywood agent who's now been fired. It's working its way down to children. We're finding out that there's some really dark stuff going on behind the scenes in Hollywood. And I, I do mean behind the scenes in Hollywood. Oh yeah, and I mean, uh, let's let's take it to some people who are kind of bigger now. I mean, Justice League is about to come out. Ben Affleck, I'm sorry, has been uh, implicated in, in some stuff as well with uh, Hillary Burton. Um, we got yeah. uh, it's it's just like you said, it's crazy. Burt Ratner, who uh, he it, it the stuff that's come out about him is really really disturbing because it, I, man, like the fact that he's strong arm reportedly. Let's not say that any of this has been confirmed but reportedly strong-armed natasha hendridge into giving him a blowjob like that's that's just it's stuff like that to where like uh, people in hollywood just have too much goddamn power yeah not only do they have so much power but like you mentioned like ben affleck like ben affleck ran to the nearest microphone to defend his friend harvey weinstein and then within about 45 seconds we determined that he's also groped people and you know it it's one of these things that they, they think that they're so powerful and that they're so influential or, or rich or whatever they think makes them more special than the rest of us. And, you know, like we that he had to have known that footage was out there and he just blatantly lied to everyone's face saying, 
Harvey Weinstein's a good guy. I've never heard any of this kind of stuff. I've never done anything like this. And it's like, dude, like we we found out within minutes of him making a big stink about it that he also is doing this kind of stuff. And that's that's really when you know the power's gone too far is that they you know they think they're too big to fail. They they can't be gotten to even some of the stuff that just came out about Weinstein, like they're hiring spies to go after Rose McGowan, who's like, what is going on? Like, this is just crazy stuff. Yeah, it, it's 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 just man. And then Harvey Weinstein, like, I, I don't know what the 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 total number is, but it has to be close to 100 people who've come out about things that he's done like it has to be like literally this man has has been so influential in hollywood that it seems like almost every young actress for like the last two to three decades has had some type of run-in with this man it's 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 ridiculous it's crazy yeah and and it's at the point where like that studio and the, the the weinstein group and harvey weinstein are so big you cannot tell me that anyone working regularly in hollywood didn't at least hear whispers about this and like I, I was saying, I was talking about this with somebody and I was saying like, all right, if you're just like one actress, it's a really tough spot to expect you to go fight that machine in court, do whatever the case may be. But like as soon as you come into contact with another actress or actor for that matter that has also dealt with that same situation, you now have like you now have corroboration, like you have a pattern here. And once it got to two and then the three, like at that point, charges needed to be filed and we're now like up to a hundred and no charges have been filed yet. Apparently there is an indictment coming down next week, according to Drudge Report today. Um, but like how many how many people need to come forward before this gets taken seriously? This is just it's outrageous that this guy isn't already in handcuffs somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. It, it it's 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 just crazy, man. It's it really is. And you know, I mean that there's this goes to show why you know, every, you shouldn't necessarily look up to almost anybody. Like it's, it's coming to the point now to where like realize that everyone has a dark side and just expect almost the worst. And I hate to, to look at it. It's a very pessimistic way to look at things, but this it's just been crazy. John Singleton as well as a, a black director who uh, directed just uh, what he, he directed a fast and furious movie. I believe he uh, four brothers. Yeah. yeah he, he's directed some pretty big african-american led movies and he's had allegations against him like it's it's just it's crazy it's crazy steven seagal like it it's it's wild man and uh but i do want to talk about as we get into one we did talk about uh harvey weinstein but kevin spacey and i specifically want to spend a lot of time talking about him because he he has one of the biggest shows on netflix in house of cards even though they were they were already preparing for it to be their last season production has completely stopped on this netflix has come out to their credit and says that if he's going to have a part in the in the production of house of cards they're not going to air it they also canceled i believe another show or or movie they were doing with him um i mean what what do you what do you make of this And, and did did you were you a big house of cards watcher Oh, yeah, I'm a I'm a huge fan of House of Cards. And it's very weird because especially, you know, as 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 my political biases go, these types of things like usually get very political and very offensive, maybe to somebody who has my political opinions. But um, um, I don't know. I'm just sort of I've, I've been onto it since the beginning. And even when it was blatantly obvious that they were going to go, you know, not necessarily heavy Trump. I think they did a good job of kind of keeping it nuanced. But like I knew it was coming and the season was still great. Like that show is just so well written. And it really is. 
Uh, this is sort of like something now we're going to get off into conspiracy horseman type stuff, but it's sort of predictive programming. Like this is the this might be a view into what goes on behind the scenes in Washington or in Hollywood. And, you know, we all kind of think this stuff happens, even if it's in the very, very back of our minds. We know that there's powerful people doing messed up shit when we're not paying attention. And we're it's starting to come to light in reality. But we got a, almost like a sneak peek of that through shows like House of Cards. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. And it and and you said it too earlier when, when you were talking is that it, it's not a shame for him because he did it. Uh, so I, I don't feel any. any type of sorrow or sympathy for him at all but the writers and and everyone else who's involved in making this great show now it's all up in air it seems like because what do you do i'm sure they've had the season written well in advance now you have to write it without your main character this this was the guy the show was built around so what does that mean for all the people who are working on the show it's just it, it has to be freaking nauseating for them to have to a realize that they were working with a man who uh who's who's let's get into the allegations too as i'm digressing and talking about the show itself like it it's been i believe about between 10 to 15 boys who have said that they had some type of inappropriate conduct with kevin spacey uh the first one to come out was uh anthony rapp who says that he was at a party of kevin spacey's uh when he i don't know if he fell asleep or just didn't realize everyone else left and it was just him and kevin spacey there um what, what do you what do you think of of this and i think it it's even more disgusting with the fact that after the first victim come out came out uh kevin spacey wanted to out himself as a gay man um and kind of control the rhetoric that way uh luckily more people came up but what do you think about that bella yeah it just i mean it's it's terrible praying praying on anybody you have like power over professionally um you know just I guess maturity wise in this case, like and in in addition to the fact, like even if this kid wasn't an actor or wasn't that much younger, like it's Kevin Spacey, man, like up until recently, like I wouldn't have thought twice about being in a room alone with Kevin Spacey. But now, you know, now that's all of a sudden something I guess I would worry about if if the occasion should ever arise. But if you're like a young fan of his, even you know, you're going to sit down, you're going to have a couple drinks with him, even if you're maybe underage or whatever the case may be, you're going to want to go to the party that he's at. You're going to think it's cool that he wants to go upstairs and show you some weird artifact that he has conveniently placed in his bedroom. Like these, it's just, it's terrifying that people use that kind of power over people. And look, it's not exclusive to Hollywood. It's not exclusive to Washington. It, it, It happens all over the place in, you know, bumfuck Kansas. There is a, there is a boss somewhere taking advantage of a young intern or, uh, you know, a, a young delivery boy or whatever the case may be. Um, but it's, you know, it's it's just terrifying. The, the one that was really crazy to me was was Richard Dreyfus's son. I don't know if you read about that, um, but he literally like molested this kid right in front of his father. And, it, you know, the kid managed to kind of keep it under wraps for a long time. But you know, that's to be that depraved that you even even if like you're at the de- the level of depravity where pedophilia is an okay thing for you for whatever sick reason to then do it in front of a colleague's you know like in front of a colleague to like molest your colleague's son right in front of them that's you know i i hate to give like the mental illness excuse on something like this but that's a mental illness like you if you can't control your compulsions regardless of what they may be and even the most you know solace of circumstances 
you have something wrong upstairs and it has nothing to do with him being gay, has nothing to do with any of the other random excuses that he came out about. And I'm very happy people called them, called him out on it because playing the gay card is not an excuse for pedophilia. It's disgusting to conflate the two. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like you said, to, to conflate the two, as you as you worded it is is it's ridiculous to say, oh, well, I'm uh, I'm homosexual. That's why I was groping kids. That's a whole different thing. Yeah. Like. Like it's it's like you said, it's some type of something has to be wrong with you. Um, and again, and I, I'm I'm not sure I'm not versed in, in statute of limitations or anything like that. But do you think at all? Have you read anything about possible um, charges being pressed against Kevin Spacey? I actually haven't. No, I mean, he in addition to trying to, to play the gay card again, he kind of brushed the first allegation under the rug by saying, you know, I was drunk. It was a long time ago. None of that really excuses it. But like, I guess, you know, how far back do we want to go hold people accountable for things they did when they were drunk, even as depraved as this particular one may be? And, you know, that long ago, if the other party happened to have been drinking as well, you can certainly make the legal argument that memories have been altered to the point to where it's not like anything that would really stick. I, I don't. I, I don't know that there have been any actual charges filed, but the fact that the guy's pretty much never going to work again and will hopefully catch an ass whooping out on the street somewhere, I think that might be all right for me. Yeah, yeah you know, everything has a way of, of of working itself out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that his projects uh, have been canceled. I mean, I hate to say that for the other people working on those projects and those shows, but right now that he doesn't deserve to benefit off anything. He's a creep. He's a sorry excuse for a human being. And if you would have told me when, well, I guess if you would have told me this year ago, I still would have turned on the guy, but I, I'm, I was such a big Kevin Spacey fan coming off a of house of cards. Like I I've loved that show since the first episode. And I've been a big, big believer in, in trying to get that show and get more people to watch it. I always tell people, yo, have you, do you watch house of cards? If not, you should watch it. And, it's 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 disgusting. It's disgusting. The whole Hollywood system like needs to be toward like it's it's hard for me to put into words. But like anything that has this level of depravity to it, like it's it it just needs to have a complete shakeup. Like nobody should be this powerful. Like Kevin Spacey, Weinstein, every everyone else. It doesn't give you the right to sexually assault or or grope or do that to anyone and the fact that these people have gone decades without even like it, it, it they probably would didn't even think that this would even be a big thing even uh, six months ago or a couple of months ago they just were going about their lives going about their business and they didn't even think about it and now that if they want to come out and try to act sorry about it i'm not going to believe them about it like it, there's just no way i'm going to believe it and uh how's off to quentin tarantino also who's worked with with harvey weinstein a lot has moved his 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 um his new movie he's working on out and he has other companies bidding on being able to uh to produce that but it's just it's it's so heartbreaking man yeah and i mean look like obviously everything harvey weinstein did was terrible but there are people out there who like in some weird way owe him a debt like you know not necessarily obviously not any of these women that he assaulted but you know the 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 ben afflecks and the matt damons of the world like i i don't necessarily blame them for jumping to his defense because he did something for them like they he provided a life for them and getting them into movies and and whether or not they maybe they didn't know like you know there there is the possibility that they didn't know i i find it extremely unlikely to believe but i i mean maybe they didn't actually know 
and here's a guy to them that has like built a career for them, provided millions upon millions of dollars to them, their families, opportunities, uh, uh, you know, a uh, uh, plenty. And now all of a sudden, like with the flip of a switch, they have to go from thinking like old Uncle Harvey's like he's the man to uh, old Uncle Mar- uh, Uncle Harvey. He's creepy Uncle Harvey. Like and that's, you know, it's just very strange that he, he never wears underpants and that he's particularly attracted to potted plants. Uh, but it's just <laughs> like this is a difficult thing for even the people that I want to blame. Like I want to blame Ben Affleck. I, I think he's a great Batman. I think he's a terrible person. So part of me wants to blame Ben, ben Affleck for that. But I, I don't know. Like it, it's I will say something about about Kevin Spacey because I don't really have an ending to that point there. Uh, Kevin Spacey's all of the roles he's ever played are super weird. And now it all sort of makes sense. Like, doesn't that's, it? Yeah. Like, it, it, you it? know, this is why it's difficult for somebody like me to necessarily separate the art from the act, you know, the, from the art, from the artists. You look at Kevin Spacey and it's like, yeah, I guess it's perfectly possible he was just a phenomenal actor and happened to, in, you know, encompass these really demented, twisted roles like in Seven or The Life and Times of David Gale or even like Usual Suspects and just weird ass characters. Now we know there's a root in that somewhere deep within him. And that's, you know, partially why he was able to do some of this stuff. So it's like it's going to make me feel weird even watching his movies going back now. Like, I, I don't know that I can do that right away, at least. And, and that, that brings about another good question that we can talk about. How in this instant, like something that this that is this disgusting, how do you how, or if you haven't thought about it yet, how do you think you're going to be able to separate the art from the artist? Like Justice League is right around the corner. Are you going to be able to go see that or the whole time? Are you going to be thinking, man, fuck that guy? Like, I, what, what's your ability to be able to separate art from the artist? And mine's difficult. Really, it wavers depending on certain things. Like in the instance of I'll use the example you use because it's one I think I could quantify a little bit. Um, Like I've been looking forward to this movie for far too long to let something that Ben Affleck did 20 years ago affect my enjoyment of my cinematography. So I'm going to go watch Justice League. Now, am I rooting for him to be in the get a Batman solo film? No, not necessarily. Am I hoping against hope that Warner Brothers or whoever's putting these movies together goes out and finds another Batman? Yeah, that would be really great. Like if they could continue this franchise without Ben Affleck. I don't think anyone's really going to care all that much. But like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go see it because, you know, in it, look, I, I, again, I don't want Ben Affleck's actions to ruin and affect my life any more than they've already ruined and affect other people's lives, even in the vastly greater fashion in which it's been, you know, in, in, in the other people's case. Um, you know, it's almost like the terrorists, right? Like we can't like, you know, we can't just hole up in a house because we're afraid that there might be a terror attack. Otherwise, they're winning. So in in this weird sort of way, I think it, it's something that we do need to we need to just hope that Hollywood can start weeding these people out and to stand by Hollywood by continuing to support the films that you're morally comfortable with on a personal level. Like, I, I'm not going to go see a Weinstein production anytime soon. But in the case of Justice League, like, it's just something that I guess it's the exception to the rule. I wouldn't go see the next Ben Affleck, you know, feature film, whatever he's in. But in this case, it's, you know, in the, it's Batman. It's Bruce Wayne. Like, I, I'm, I'm able to separate that character, I guess, from the artist in this particular instance. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think Batman almost transcends anyone who plays him except Michael Keaton. That's going to forever be Batman for me personally. Yeah. But uh, no, but uh, yeah, it, it's it, like I said, it, it, I guess it, it depends on what's come out uh, about an actor before I just 
adamantly say I'm just not going to support anything they do. I will say if Harvey Weinstein is is involved in any other movies, that's one I can for sure say I'm I'm probably going to sit that one out unless it's it would have to be an amazing amazing film for me to go up and and show it. I mean see it at a movie theater. Otherwise, I may stream that shit on the Fire Stick. But uh yeah, it, yeah. it's just there's yeah. always that too. I always say there's no there's you know just because you enjoy the art doesn't necessarily mean you have to pay for it. So there's always the roundabout kind of backdoor way to getting your cake and eating it too. I guess in this case, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I mean, is there anything left that you have to say or you want to say on the Hollywood sex scandal and topic before we move on to the next one? No, not necessarily. I just think everyone should kind of continue to stay focused on this. Let's. Let's, you know, let's use social media for good. Like when we find out that somebody's doing something like this or they make some stupid ass claim like they're gay, so it shouldn't really matter. Let's hound these people like, like they, they've made life miserable for a whole lot of other people that some of which will never come forward, unfortunately. But uh, that's, you know, that's that's their right or, or you know choice to do, I guess. But some of these people are terrible people. And if there's anyone to troll on the Internet, these are them. So go have at it, folks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Better words have not been said. Moving on to the next topic that is not any lighter of heart at all. Uh, we, we keep we keep getting more and more uh, depressing here, so to say, Bella, or deep. Not necessarily depressing, but so we uh, a couple of weeks ago, I believe it was a couple of weeks ago. Um, we had a terror attack in New York. Which with the vehicle, and then we've also had the the shooting, the church shooting in Texas. Um, so we want to talk about that and kind of also spin that into talking about the political response uh, of these two incidents. Uh, let's let's talk about the New York City terror attack first, because I, I know you're you're a Jersey resident, close enough to New York City. Um, what what was your reaction when you when you heard about this? Yeah, it was. Um... I want to say I was shocked and appalled, but frankly, I'm honestly surprised something like this hasn't happened already. I mean, we've seen all of Europe deal with this over the last couple of years with these clearly ISIS motivated truck attacks where they find the biggest truck they could find and they just try to ram it into a crowd of people. Um, I, I mean, this was this was unfortunate, obviously, and that's that's obviously underselling it. It was terrible. Uh, eight people lost their lives, uh, like a dozen injured but I mean, at the same time, it was Halloween. Like if that guy had waited an hour, hour and a half, that entire bike path is filled with children. Um, it, it could have been just awful. So I guess if, you know, if there's any silver lining to any of this, it's that, you know, it was unfortunately eight people is is eight too many. Don't get me wrong, but it, it could have been a much bigger uh, impact and much, much, you know, much worse of an incident than it actually was. And maybe this starts to, um, you know, maybe this starts to direct the New York government or the New York City government or the mayor and the police force to try to prevent these kinds of things. There's a lot of sidewalk and a lot of streets in Manhattan. Uh, again, I mean, I'm not necessarily in favor of limiting everything to the point of absolute safety, but, you know, maybe we put up some barricades. Maybe we don't license trucks to people who haven't had a thorough background check. Um, these are the types of things that I am in favor of doing, which is generally not my thing as far as 
government regulation goes. But this is something like to me, and we'll get into it, like this is something that's preventable, whereas the instance uh, instance in Las Vegas probably wasn't and the instance in Texas probably wasn't. So it's, you know, for everybody, we'll get into the political response of it. But, you know, this this is something that I think we could legislate out of existence if, you know, we took the time to sit down and find out exactly how far we're willing to go for our safety in, you know, the biggest and most wonderful city in the world. Like I love New York City. It, it's obviously near to my heart, not necessarily dear because I'm from New Jersey and they don't treat me so well there. But, <laughs> um, you know, it's just it, it's 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 a beacon of hope for the world. It's you know, the Statue of Liberty right there, the, the, the light of democracy spreading across the world. John Lennon once said, uh, you know, America is the Ro- new Roman Empire. And New York City is Rome itself. So it, it is a symbolic figure and it is going to be a target over and over and over again and i'm not necessarily willing to make it a prison island in order to keep it safe but there are some things that can be done and i think hopefully we get that discussion in due time not necessarily right after the fact because that's never a good time to talk about these things in my opinion absolutely and i mean we we let's let me point out that um the, the suspect, the person who was identified as driving the truck was here legally from Uzbekistan um yep so and I guess I hold that off till we we get into the political side of it. But like you said, it, it's just it's it's getting into a time now, and you know we're both parents to where it's like if you, especially if you live in a major city, you almost would rather your kids be bums and just stay in the house. Like honestly, like it, you have to now worry. Whereas our generation, and I don't know if we were the last generation to do so because we didn't have cell phones. Bello, when we went yeah. outside, when our parents said let us go outside and play with our friends. They didn't know what the fuck we were doing. Yeah. They they had to trust in us to do the right thing. But literally, there was no way for them to contact us unless they wanted to go drive up and down the street and find us. Or they knew where they were at our friend's house and called there. Like, literally, they they had to trust in our safety and in the neighborhood and all that. That's impossible now. At least that's the way I feel. Not just from terror attacks or people from other countries. Like, it, it, it's... Our society is getting to such a place now to where it's like, okay, if you can't go in my backyard where I can literally just turn around and see you, you have to stay in the house. And it, it, what, what does that take from our children in their childhood? Um, it's, it's just a scary time to live in. Yeah, it, it's it affects us across the board. And yeah, whether it's terror attacks, whether it's, you know, lunatic gun gun, you know, uh, lunatic gunsmen, I guess, or pedophiles or whatever the case may be. Yeah, it's a terrifying time to be a parent. And I'm you know, right, right along lines with you there. Like, I think us as anybody out there who's like roughly 30, we're in that weird one foot in one generation, one foot in the other generation. Like, I remember getting a cell phone and being like, I, in my instance, at least I was like one of the later kids in my grade to get one. So it was like it was like something that like, I don't know, like 13, 14 years old where I lived. Everyone had a cell phone. But two years prior, like that was technology that was not readily available to everybody. So we were going outside and playing baseball on the cul-de-sac down the street or whatever the case may be. And yeah, our parents had no idea where they were, where we were, or what we were doing or whether or not we were safe. You just sort of hoped for the best. And unfortunately, that's not nearly enough these days. Like I go out to dinner with my daughter. Like I feel like I, I don't want even want to go to the bathroom, like because I don't want to leave her even standing outside the bathroom for 30 seconds by herself. Like, you know, it's it really is just like a, a dark times in that respect. And uh, hope I, I don't know that we're ever gearing back to the days of when we were kids, man. Like, I, I, I hope it doesn't get much worse, but I don't see it getting a whole lot better anytime soon either. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely don't see it getting any better. And 
Yeah, hopefully it doesn't get worse, but it pro- unfortunately it probably will be, especially as tensions uh, keep rising in other countries and terror attacks become more and more common. Uh, ISIS is, is getting out of hand. And um, let, let's get into political side of this of this incident before we talk about the next. And, you know, Donald Trump uh, said something that, of course, was going to set off his detractors and, and, and people. And I did take some issue with the way that it was said. Um, but I kind of get what he, what he was getting at with this and that, uh, he blamed the, the attacks, um, on immigration policies promoted by Democrats that he thought were too dangerous. <sighs> what, what, what's your reaction to what do you think of when you say that? Because like I said, in some areas, and I may get crucified for this again, people for some reason just think I'm just this Trump supporter, which I'm not, if people really knew me, but like when it's stuff like this, when it's, it's, it's ISIS is literally entrenched in so many different things that we may not even know. Like there's seriously a chance, like I said, if, and even if you don't live in a major city that someone you may be buddy, buddy with, that just seems like normal Bob every day do, does his nine to five may be involved in ISIS. Like it, it, it's that entrenched in our society. And I can understand some of the fear and why that will make us want to close down, not really close down, but tighten up our immigration policies. But what do you think about when you hear that Bella? And what do you think about Trump's uh, comment there? Well, the last time I was on and we were talking, I think about the Vegas shooting. It's like uh, apparently there's no couth anymore from either side. And I'm going to be the first to say that Trump is very guilty of this, if not more so than most. But yeah, like there's no downtime. No one gets time to be sad, apparently, because as soon as these things happen, everyone and their mother runs to Twitter. And it's not even your thoughts and prayers anymore, which, again, I think tweeting that sort of thing is sort of meaningless. Your thoughts and your prayers are, are wonderful. Like have at it. But. Um, you know, to just go to Twitter and do that is it, it was better doing that than everybody just immediately pointing fingers at the other side. Um, Trump is not necessarily wrong in this case. I won't say he's 100 percent right again. He could have definitely used a bit more tact. Uh, but the particular program that he was citing was actually a bipartisan bill that was signed by, I believe, George W. Bush, uh, the Diversity Lottery Act or uh, the diversity lottery program, whatever it may be. It was a brainchild of Chuck Schumer, who Trump loves to make fun of and, and do anything he can to, to try to work him up into a frenzy. Um, and the idea behind it, I guess at the time, was to try to get like more Irish immigrants. At least that was one of the basis of putting it in originally. But basically what the diversity lottery does, to the best of my recollection, is just that. Is it, It's a lottery. And that for whatever reason, and I'm not saying that diversity is a bad thing, I just don't think it should be necessarily an end goal to be diverse when you know we don't know necessarily what we're taking in, um, to just – have uh to have people from all sorts of random different countries like Uzbekistan in this case was where this gentleman was from uh gentleman is a terrible term by the way he's not a gentleman um but this 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 you know this terrorist was was from Uzbekistan and they brought him in um through this diversity lottery program which basically just said like okay we're going to take a handful of people from Uzbekistan the first five people on the list that have a high school diploma and two years job experience come on over no real other background check i mean yes there was probably some level of security that they had to go through but you know to just bringing bringing in people from a different part of the world is is great like welcome aboard if you want to come but to just go out of our way to turn away immigrants from other places to for the sake of bringing them in from these other places like i i don't necessarily see the point in that for any other reason other than 
to to make it seem as if you know diversity is this great goal i don't think diversity is a bad thing i think diversity can be a great thing but to just have diversity for the sake of diversity doesn't seem like great policy to me because it ended up with bringing this guy here and that, that obviously this is uh, one example of uh, potentially thousands if not millions of people that have come in through this program but because we weren't necessarily worried about the caliber of people, more importantly, the culture of the people, we ended up with a low caliber person who drove a truck into eight people in New York City. So um, uh, there there are aspects of it where maybe Trump is taking it a little too far as far as blaming Schumer directly or the Democrats directly, because, again, this was a partisan bill. But immigration policy needs to be in place to protect us, not to make things better for the rest of the world. You don't have a right to immigrate to the United States. You have the privilege of living here should we allow you to through any number of vetting systems that we're allowed to put up. Um, so I, I just I don't like the policies that are just kind of and I hate to use this term because I use it all the time, but it's just like a virtue signal. Like, look how great we are. Look at how much we love diversity. Not all diversity is great. Like there's there's bad people in the world. We don't just lump them in with everybody else for the sake of diversity. Pedophiles are out there. Should we lump them in? Or is that like a great thing to have? Oh, we're diverse now. Look, we have pedophiles in our group. Like it just not to liken the two exactly, but there, there's bad forms of diversity and good forms of diversity. And this just seemed to be aiming at any diversity that was willing to come our way. Yeah, absolutely. You you hit the nail on the head there. It's. And you know me, I you know I grew up in other countries. I I, I, I like to to be open and to be diverse and, and things like that. But we have to protect our country. That that's just period point blank. Especially in these times and things are getting worse. We have to do what we have to what we have to do until the climate cools down. And to to think that that doesn't need to happen is is honestly just ridiculous. And it, it it has to be. Uh, things have to change. Look at look at what's going on in the world. Things have to change between us and London and other places getting attacked. Something has to change until we can can weed out ISIS. And that isn't going to be a quick process in the least bit. Um, yeah. So any, anything left to say on this one before we move over to the Texas shooting, unfortunately? I guess one little thing on immigration, like as somebody who's, I guess, very conservative in some people's points of view. Like immigration is one of the handful of things that I actually want the federal government to to handle for us. Other other than that, like I think we can pretty much figure it out on a personal or state or county level. Immigration policies, again, they need to be protecting us. Everyone laughs at the wall. The wall's going to protect you. Like it is, it, yes, it may also keep us in, as some will point out. But you know, it it is going to. It, the idea behind the concept of immigration is to. It it, it isn't to just bring everybody here we can't house seven million seven billion people but you know we want to everyone should want to live here this is the greatest country in the world and this isn't just like rah rah american nationalism yada yada it's literally like constructed on the on the basis of you're free you come here and you're free like you could say what you want you can carry a gun you can do any number of things that you couldn't even dream of in other countries this is this is why people come here and people aren't leaving in mass to go to other places so as far as my immigration policies go, I want them to protect me. I don't want them to protect the immigrants necessarily. That the, mm-hmm. I'm, maybe I'm an asshole for that, but that's just the way I feel about it. And and I want to ask you a question um, before we move on. And if you don't feel comfortable answering it, feel free to to say so. Sure. Um, so for the suspect in in this in this instance, Gitmo or the death penalty? What's your uh, opinion on that? Unfortunately, it doesn't look like he's gonna get 
either. But I mean, I'm I'd be in favor of Gitmo. I heard some pretty terrible stuff happens down there. I think if anyone deserves it, it's this guy. Yeah, and that's something that personally I, I'm always torn about is is the death penalty and if if we even should have the right as a society to to do that to anyone. Um, but I don't I don't know, man. Part of me, um, just like I said, being a being a, a person. Let me not always boil everything down to being a, a parent, but just being a human being. It's hard not to think the eye for an eye type thing. He set out to kill people, and so it, it's. It's things like that when it's something so heinous and and obviously just meant to be evil. It kind of makes me think if if the death penalty should be an option. Um, but, but let's let's move on. Oh yeah, we can do that one another day. That'll be a longer conversation. That, yeah, that, that's why I don't want to crack it open too much because yeah. that that yeah that's definitely its its own whole podcast. Um, unfortunately, another mass killing, and this one was a shooting at at a church in Texas. Um. I don't remember the final count of uh, of how many people were killed. If, if you do know that, go ahead and, and feel free to give that set. I mean, the last time that I uh, can remember, I think it was it was 20 people, I believe, that were killed. But I may be wrong in that. I think it was yeah, it's north of killed. that at this point. It's 24 or something 24. at least. Yeah. Okay. So um, gun down in the church in Texas. And, and I asked you last time first, where were you at when you heard? Well, what did you think when you heard this? Literally, when this alert came on my phone, because I have all types of news alerts that automatically come to my phone, I just I just hung my head and I was like, here we go. Uh, here we go. It's just so depressing, man. It's a depressing time. But, but what 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 was your initial reaction and thoughts when you uh, when you saw that this happen? Well, I again, because there's no chill time anymore. No one's allowed to be sad. I immediately, like, I, I think I found out about it, like, as I was flipping through Twitter, and before I could even really process it, of course, there was, like, a million tweets about it. Um, I mean, the instance itself is terrible. It looks like, from what I'm reading and have read from multiple sources, including the New York Times, for those of you who that may still be a valuable source, um, they that this was the result of apparently the Air Force didn't register this guy's domestic violence charge somewhere in the federal database. So that should have prohibited him from getting a gun in the first place. And it did not, obviously. And so he ended up with the with this AR-15 type style rifle that he ended up with. And he went into this church. But I mean, in this case, everyone immediately wanted to jump to the NRA, the Republicans, we need gun control. All of that was in place. All of it was there. It just failed this one time, which, you know, to, to, to take a Ben Shapiro thing, like if people want more government to solve these things. Government screwed this up. Government allowed this gentleman to get this weapon, which he should have never been allowed to. It's already federally illegal for him to own one based on the previous charges he, that were against him. And he got a gun, and for whatever reason, he's some sort of atheist that hates Christians. There may have been a personal motive where, I guess, his mother-in-law practices at this church. Uh, uh, this guy was clearly disturbed, and some of the stories that I'm hearing about, like what actually went on in the building uh, during the shooting, which apparently it was all videotaped because this particular church does YouTube streams every week for their service. So there's there's probably a documentation of this somewhere. So, I mean, not that I'm dying for the details, but hopefully if there's more to this, we'll find out. But um, it, it's these these events are terrible. But I mean, 
we still don't really even know what happened in Vegas. I don't know that we're ever going to really fully understand what happened there, to be honest with you. But, it, you know, to have this going on now on top of it, it's it's it sucks. I mean, there's really no other way of looking at it. That's totally simplifying it. But it sucks like the, to, to think that you're not safe at a concert in a restaurant, at a casino, uh, you know, in a church in this instance. It's 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 scary and uh yeah i don't know what we could have done about this other than obviously file the the the, you know make sure that the paperwork was where it needed to be but you know mentally ill people are gonna find a way to get guns and if they intend on killing people unfortunately that looks to be what's gonna be happening but fortunately in this case there was a good guy who happened to have a gun and I won't say he saved the day because 26, 27 people lost their lives at the by the time he got into into involved. But he probably saved further loss of life or, or, or you know, stopped further loss of life. So, you know, at the end of the day, there's good guys with guns and there's bad guys with guns. And the good guys with guns far outweigh the bad guys with guns. And as long as the government doesn't try to take them away from them, it's going to stay that way. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, the guy... um uh, the Kelly, uh, what was it? David Kelly was his name? Let me. Yeah, Dustin Kelly Dustin or something Kelly. like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he reportedly. Devin. Devin Kelly. Yeah, that's Devin Kelly. He, uh, escaped a mental health facility in 2012 and he was caught sneaking guns onto an Air Force base attempting to carry out death threats against his military superiors. So obviously there's been something going on with this guy and guns for the better part of five years. There's not only I'm sorry to cut you off, but not only guns, but violence too. He apparently beat up his like infant stepson. He was uh, uh, arrested at one point for beating up like a, a a puppy, a dog, a husky. Like this this guy was clearly deranged and probably needed to be put behind bars a long time ago. Like I, I it's it's a wonder seeing this sort of rap sheet that we're seeing now on the news that this guy was walking free. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, like you like you said it. I mean, you worded it perfectly. The system failed in this case. It it, it flat out failed. He, this man should not have been out at all. He definitely shouldn't have been able to have weapons. Um, and it it's just it, it again. It's just one of those saddening things now that you can't even be feel safe in church because someone may bust in there and and shoot you. And it it just goes to. I keep I keep wording it as the climate, but just how sick of times we live in, like nothing is safe. If you guys are listening to this, you can't tell. We talked about Hollywood. We talk about actual terrorist attack. And then we talk about the attack of someone who probably shouldn't have just been in the general population anyway. It's you you can possibly be hit from so many different angles. And it's you got to stay where you got to keep your head on the swivel. But even with all that said, there's literally a high possibility that you could do everything right, everything that you need to do to protect yourself and your family and it not be enough. And it it's, it's a depressing time that we live in. Um, but let's get into the political response on this one, Bello, what you got on this one? I mean, well, all right. Again, I mean, everyone wanted to go after Republicans. I'm willing to bet that almost everyone in that church was a Republican. So I assure you were not we, I'm not a Republican necessarily, but people on the right are not openly hoping that other people on the right die for their religious beliefs. Um, but the NRA thing is always kind of, 
none of this is funny, but it's uh, interesting. It's an interesting point of attack for me because literally in the history of this country, zero mass shootings have been committed by members of the NRA. And in this instance, a member of the NRA, again, sort of saved the day and chased off the bad guy with the gun. So everyone just wants to see... 26 people dead in Texas and immediately jump to, oh, it's Texas. There's guns everywhere. Of course, this, this is the type of thing that would happen in Texas. Um, but it just it had absolutely nothing to do with any of that, realistically. And all of the calls for gun control. we got, I saw stuff like senior editors of newspapers were like, I don't think anyone who's ever raised a hand to a child or a woman should ever have a gun. Good. That's already federal law. Like, how did you get your job without ever actually fact checking <laughs> these things? I, it, it's, it's mind blowing to me. But um, like even, you know, like Trump obviously was in North Korea or South Korea. Somebody asked him a question about it. He, you know, he pretty much served that reporter her ass on that one because she decided to bring it up in like the worst possible setting. Uh, and he was right. And in, in that and at the end of the day, people see gun deaths and they say we need gun control. But in actuality, the gun deaths or further gun deaths were prevented, in fact, by a guy with a gun. So. Uh, I mean, in the in the case of Vegas, it appeared that, you know, that that there was those guns were all obtained legally. But I, I, in this instance, they clearly were not. I, I don't know that everyone should just immediately jump to a conclusion about something just because of your gut emotional reaction. I feel like I, I feel like I say that every time I'm on here, but it's, you know, to, to just go guns. We need to take them away. No, let, let's take a step back. Let's see what actually happened here. And it's in this case, like we've said, that the system failed and it had absolutely nothing to do with gun control, gun laws um, in, in the state of Texas. They happen to have very loose gun laws. Obviously, this type of thing doesn't happen all the time in Texas. Meanwhile, see Chicago, some of the strictest laws in the country. And there's like two people getting shot and killed every day in Chicago. So. It's not a direct correlation. It's not causation because you think it is. It's the the political response to these things. It's it's like you can set a watch to it. Like somebody died within minutes. Somebody is on Twitter screaming about how we need to put more government control in place. When government's the one that fucked this up to begin with. I mean, it's just I I I can't. I, I it's it's a terrible time to talk about these things immediately after it. Everyone says, well, when's a good time? Like. Can we wait 24 to 48 hours? I don't think that's unreasonable. I think that should be a law, as a matter of fact. Let's wait 48 hours before trying to pass any legislation about these types of things. But uh, I, I don't know, man. It's it's all over the place, and it's it's frankly getting to the point to where no one's actually looking at the facts. They're just yelling and screaming things that are already in their head, and they want to yell and scream for the sake of yelling and screaming them. Yeah, you, you, you hit the nail on the head there. Everyone, you know, that's the thing is that I think you said 24 to 48 hours. That's perfect amount of time. That that get that gives it enough time for the facts to come out at least, and not all the facts, but for enough facts to come out and for you to separate your emotion from it. I mean, um, that's part of the reason why I didn't talk about it on the most recent episode of The Awakening. So I, I could have mentioned it then, but I didn't want to. I wanted to give it some time. I wanted to actually figure out what's what. Um and it, it, it just you have to allow yourself that time to process stuff and you don't want to talk um, while being emotional. And that is even more so for our leaders and, and the politicians. They should definitely take that because when they speak, as much as I have this platform with the awakened soul, but when any politician comes out and speaks and says something at the heat of the moment or or a, a quick response, anyone who follows that politician, it it. it 
it gives a chance, not completely, but it gives a chance to then have further reactions on social media and it, it just can spread like wildfire. I think everyone needs to take time to just let it calm down, let the facts come out, and then let's have that conversation because there is a lot to talk about here. There's conversations that should be had on every level based off when, when something like this happens, but give it that time. Yeah, and I think you need to... I don't know. I think everybody needs to personally kind of find a couple voices that you're familiar with that you like either friends or television personalities or whatever. Not not like actors, television personalities, but like news correspondents and or authors or, or writers, whatever the case may be. Like find two or three people who, you know, you you generally agree with and like let paint gloss over their opinions on these things before you jump to an immediate reaction like i like to kind of go online anytime something like this happens hero has to say about it because he's like the voice of reason he's like my little he's like the little conscience that sits on my shoulder sometimes <laughs> because there's times that i want to go off that he's going no no no, come back here you're, you're 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 getting off the edges yourself there and i'm guilty of it don't get me wrong uh, but you know, I, I need I need to know exactly how he's rationalizing this because there are just there are people out there that are better at processing data aside from emotion than others. I, I like to think I'm one of them, but there are certain you know issues that they they trigger me for lack of a better word, and 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 logical thought goes out the window, and pure unadulterated right wing rage comes out. Um, but 24 to 48 hours later, that sort of fades away. I start to see the clearer picture and I'm, you know, more than happy to try to have a discussion with somebody about it. But the, the completely irrational, emotional babble that comes out like right after these types of things, frankly, it, it takes a, a shitty situation and just ends up making it worse somehow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I think we we touched on a lot. There's a lot to unpack here. I'm glad that everything. I yeah we touched everything. on everything. <laughs> everything. Um, anything anything left that you want to mention before we go ahead and and peace out? No. Um, I want everybody to kind of wait out tax reform. Let's see how it comes on the other side of Senate. That's that's something I'm interested to see. I'm following it very closely myself. Some of the things that I really wanted in tax reform, which I thought I was getting as a Trump guy. I haven't seen yet, so I'm I'm waiting and seeing myself. But I I think that this is ultimately going to lead to good things um, down the road. I think cutting the corporate tax is going to be a spectacular thing uh, for the country. Uh, uh, everyone, literally everyone, will benefit from cutting the corporate tax because there'll be more jobs, there'll be more places to work, there'll hopefully be higher wages as a result of that. And there's literally no one is going to be negatively affected by that, regardless of how many billions of dollars the corporations are saving, quote unquote. Um, so that's something I'm really looking forward to seeing how it all unfurls. And uh, yeah, I'm going to look at it as objectively as I can and hopefully come up with a, hopefully they come up with something good for everybody here at the end of the day. But the talking points are obnoxious. The Trump's going to save a billion dollars. Yeah, no, Trump puts a lot of money into the economy. That's why he's going to save all that money. That's the, you don't put as much money into the economy. That's why you're not saving as much money as he is. That That's a real simple equation for you to do at home. Uh, Trump's got a billion times more dollars than I do. He should save about a billion times more dollars than I do. And that's probably how it's going to work out. So, um, yeah. That, that that's about it um, um hopefully i'll be back to you to talk about a finished tax plan and bore your audience to tears somewhere down the line absolutely we're gonna definitely talk about it um and some people may get bored by it some people you know honestly they may not 
get the information any other way. So we'll definitely talk about it. I want I want to end this as, as heavy as it's been. I want to end this kind of on a lighter note. And this is going to be for something uh, something for people who are only really wrestling fans. But nonetheless, it's going to be lighthearted. Miz and Ben Shapiro are in a debate. Oh no! What do you do? Who who do you side with, Bello? That that those are like your those are bringing two of your most passionate things, wrestling and politics, together. And uh, with your two favorite people, what would you do, Andrew? I would tell you that almost like unless it was like a real serious political thing, in which case, just about any way Shapiro is gonna could at least get me to lean towards him, depending on who he's arguing against. But the Miz would win most debates because while while Shapiro would would appeal to my logical and rational side. The Miz would get right up in my face and have that look like his eyes were about to pop out of his head. And he'd just like, I don't know, he'd just berate me in the most articulate and aggressive and charismatic of fashions. And I would just end up a quivering little boy in the corner in the fetal position crying. Uh, so the Miz wins because I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of his of, of just being verbally beaten down by him. I would I would lose my shit. To see the Miz do the when my hands go up, your mouth goes shut thing to Ben Shapiro. Oh, and to see <laughs> things I need in my life now. God. <laughs> and to see and to see Ben Shapiro's facial reaction to what like what the fuck is he doing? I would pay to see that. That would God, that would just make my day. Um, but Bello, as we always, need, we need the Miz news correspondent. I need him to do the whole tour. I need him with I need him with Alex Jones. I need to see him on CNN. Like I want him everywhere. Oh my, Alex Jones and the Miz. Somebody they would have to come to blows. Like that 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 has to end in somebody being bloodied. Because I just I don't see anybody backing down there. No, there would be zero shirts on about forty five <laughs> seconds into that altercation. <laughs> Oh, Bello, I know they know where to find you, but go ahead and tell them anyway so we can go ahead and go away. Oh, wow. If you guys have held on this long, you are a brave, brave soul. As I like to say on my show, you could find me online at the Andrew Bello for political chatter at WWP and Bello. And Bello is B-E-L-L-O. And that's B- WWP and Bellows for the wrestling stuff. So uh, lighthearted, a little bit heavier. Join me in my crusade to troll Keith Olbermann, though. I'm trying real hard <laughs> these days. <laughs> All right. Uh, Andrew, thank you again for taking time out of your day. You, Let's go ahead and peace out. Peace. America.